0: This is a new industry. This is a whole new market. It's worldwide. It's caught on incredibly, and it is incredibly successful. So of course the cities want their their piece of the pie, number one, and then they want to step in and make their rules. Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, micah and steve
1: hello 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 and welcome back
2: to another exciting episode of live let
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thrive. what's up man how you been
2: i'm good you
1: oh man man. i just woke up from uh, a uh, delicious nap nap. delicious nap a delicious nap (laughs) i'm hearing myself (laughs) echo echo. echo again i don't know why Anyways. Anyways, can you hear that echo? No. Are you, did you can do you something have? different? Okay, now it's gone. Now it's gone. Oh, okay, we're off to a great start. Anyways, um, <laughs> you ever took like a, a, a too, too long nap and then just woke up all groggy as hell, you know? Like you don't know yeah. what, what state you're in or what city you're in or what day it is?
2: You had your uh, tea yet? <laughs> just.
1: <laughs> I got my tea right here. I'm waking up. So you're going to have to all carry right. the first half of this show. This is episode, I, I thought it was 45, man. Did your notes confirm that? Yes, it's episode 46. It is episode 46, baby. Yeah, 46 in the mix. <laughs> and I'm very happy today. We have an intriguing guest, someone, an uh, uh, Airbnb warrior fighting for all of our rights out there. And it is, um, who is our guest, Micah?
2: Tracy Heminger from our very own town of Arlington, Texas. Yay,
1: Tracy. Say how how you doing,
0: Tracy? Hi. Doing Great. How are you guys doing?
1: Oh, I'm a little groggy. I look, Michael looks spry as uh, something spry.
2: I'm good, man. I got my good workout in today, so I am
1: feeling great. Awesome. So we're all, you know, two out of 3 ain't bad. So you had a rough day today, Tracy?
0: I did i did working on two houses major improvements on both
1: wow two at a time huh
0: yeah well major repairs not improvements necessary (laughs) repairs
2: so what's going on yeah then go ahead and tell us what's going on with your house and the repairs
0: well, one of the houses, after spending over $3,000 to figure out how water was getting underneath it, because it is a pier and beam, um, I have needed some foundation work and went to get the foundation bid yesterday, opened the scuttle, and found it to be completely flooded underneath again. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. So that and then the siding on one of my houses uh, in two different spots has been bowing out and rotting and falling off. So mm-hmm. hence, hence taking care of homes built in the 1940s and 50s. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I have a question.
2: Um, I was actually looking at a house. I think it was built in the 20s, and it was in North Arlington. Where about in North Arlington are your rentals? I am, I am
0: actually... One block um, west of Collins, um, right next to Cowboy Stadium. So I am Central Arlington, actually.
2: Okay. Okay. Wow. All right. So, yeah, I was looking at houses over there in that area. And one of the houses I actually looked at, another one of our friends was looking at, Bron. Shout out to Gibran. Um And it found out it was also a pure and Bean. How is that working out for you? Is that something to avoid or... How is that? How, how is working with the pier and beam?
0: Um, actually, pier and beam homes are much easier to take care of in reference to foundation work. Uh, however, the whole key to keeping them in good shape is to keep it dry underneath. And depending on when the homes were built and depending on how water flows in that area, uh, and how much work you've had on your house as far as landscaping and that sort of thing uh, depends on what your end result is, actually.
1: Okay. All right. Well, that that sucks for you. I mean, it's part of the Airbnb game, though. You know, sometimes you got to repair stuff that falls apart. and um, Yeah, it's part of it. So see, I mean that's that's part of where we talk about you know and we're going to get to the whole city issues and stuff. People, I'm not saying trying to shut down Airbnb, but trying to put regulations on it. We, us Airbnbers, you know, we get houses, we fix them up, we make neighborhoods you know better, I think, and then we take care of these houses because we got to. Otherwise, we ain't going to make money. So that's um that's a big thing that we we bring to the table. Most of us. And anyways, so on that note, go ahead and give us uh, give us a little bit of your backstory, if you could, um, Tracy.
0: Um. Okay. My husband and I have owned these homes for about seven years. We've been in in the business for about seven years. Uh, we purchased the first home, which was a known crack house <laughs> and in extremely poor condition. Um, back when the Super Bowl came to AT&T Stadium and the horrific ice storm that happened with that, uh, we started taking a look around because we were hearing people were getting upwards of $1,000 to $1,500 a night. So started considering it as a business and ended up purchasing that first home. Um, it did so well after we gave it some tender loving care for about three straight months um it purchased a second home and those two homes ended up purchasing the third and those ended up purchasing the fourth so we essentially have the four closest short-term rentals to cowboy stadium that are in existence right now
1: that's
2: awesome
0: yeah uh, go ahead
2: um so okay so you said you use the income from the first one to get the second one then the income from the two to get the third so and that's a question that's a lot of people are wanting to know are you able to are you using your income to get approved for loans to get these other to get more properties uh
0: absolutely uh at the time we purchased them i still was a full-time firefighter and my husband is a full-time firefighter and we had that income as well Um, but the purchase of the fifth one that we just Uh, bought uh, was strictly based on the income from those houses, because the mortgage industry right now, if you are retired, they will not recognize your retirement income for the first six months to a year. So you have to have some other type of supplemental income. So determined based on how your taxes were filed the previous year uh, is what they base it on, on your interest rate. And then they, most of them do require two years of that type of income before they will approve you. So these laws have become stricter and stricter, you know, um, tying our hands and getting into investment properties.
1: Real quick, like, okay, so the first house you, um, y'all just, y'all haven't, y'all never did real estate in your life before that. And then y'all decided, let's, let's, let's buy it. Let's buy a, a crack house. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> so how did that, I mean, see, so I guess you, you looked it up on whatever Zillow sites or whatever found this or just driving by and found it. And you, you saw potential cause the stadium is like right, right across the street, but yeah, it's, re- it's still a little bit cracky over there. And, um, <laughs> Cause, and um, so you found the house and you decided, well, how much did you pay for it? Did you pay cash and, and you just had like a bunch of money saved up and just try to, okay, we got, we're going to pay this amount and we got this amount to fix it up and, and it, get it going on Airbnb? Was that, I mean, yeah, how did that go?
0: Well, essentially, the real estate market had hit rock bottom and the government was stepping in to bail them out. Uh, fortunately, we had money saved. And I actually got off work one morning and just drove the area and found a house that had a for sale sign in front of it that looked like it needed some tender loving care. And I put an offer down on it and they took it, Um, you know, letting you know, I spent about 75 grand on that house, but we probably poured in about another 15 grand getting it ready to rent and remodeling and adding a an, uh, second bathroom which is a huge factor mm-hmm. um so once we got everything rolling it it just happened naturally i guess I, I when i travel and i travel a lot um i stayed in airbnbs you know vrbos uh so I basically just thought, why not do that with this property? Here it is; it's walking distance to the stadium. We can capitalize on the events that they're having in this stadium, and and fortunately, you know, it it took off like a rocket and was absolutely wonderful. So, um, I am one person that reinvests my money and want my money to work for itself. So, um, anyway, that's essentially what happened. Each home that we purchased, I've reinvested what I've made as a profit. So, um, that's helped me with my tax breaks and that kind of thing. But now it is, is my sole source of income since I've retired. I've got a little bit of that coming from that direction, but most of it comes from the homes.
1: Very nice. Very nice. And, um, yeah, and you put wood decks out back to, to check out so the people can sit out there and chill and check out the stadiums. It's really nice.
0: Absolutely. Um, the second and third homes that we purchased have absolutely wonderful views of the stadium. It is so magnificent and majestic, especially at night. But there is a bank being built on the corner of Rogers Way and Collins, and it is completely inhibiting my view now ah. from those two homes. Yeah, it's a heartbreaker. It's a heartbreaker. <laughs> but it's okay. You know, the, the, the draw in the homes that I own is that we are walking distance right across the street. You know, if these people get over to the stadium and they forgot something, it's not a hassle to walk across the street and run back to the house and grab it, you know. And they don't have to deal with the traffic, uh, don't have to deal with parking, uh, none of that. So that's the real draw here.
1: And and a, and a cool thing that, that comes out of the, uh, revitalizing these houses in this area is that the city actually lowers your taxes, right?
0: Uh, not exactly. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> no, and what I am trying to do is get them to recognize the fact that these impoverished neighborhoods that are directly surrounding the stadiums um, have been forgotten about and left behind by the city. And we are improving them immensely. So, in my personal opinion, and what I'm fighting for is for the city to lower our hotel occupancy taxes that they're requiring.
1: Be fair.
0: I don't feel like we should pay 9%, like these huge. 200 and 300 room hotels. You know, we're kind of a mom and pop thing.
1: Unless their um, plan all along was to um, let it remain pretty cracky around there and then eventually use eminent domain, you know, to strong arm people and just bulldoze over all those and put their hotels up.
0: Absolutely. And this particular street was bought out when the stadium was being built at $225,000 per home which is a pretty nice chunk of change for these little cracker box houses. Right. <laughs> However, there were three people on this street uh, from what I understand Now, this is, this is hearsay from the neighbors, uh, that those three people held out and wanted more money. And they walked away from them and said, forget it. We're just going to develop around you. So these homes are left here and the neighborhoods still are just being improved by, those of us that are in the short term rental business, basically.
2: Okay, so it's not doing Airbnb a while, and you know, uh, last week on the 26th, 22nd, Airbnb, Brian Chesky came out and they said they're doing the Airbnb Plus, Airbnb Select. What are your personal pros and cons on Airbnb and the directions that they're
0: uh, Personally, it is an excellent venue. To get renters it is an excellent support for you however when there are problems uh, or we need support for them to step in with this legislation they're really not there to back us actually Mm -hmm. that's what I found Um, they are very quick to sort of blacklist us um, under different circumstances, such as I had to cancel this reservation because of my home being flooded and um, I offered a secondary option for the guests and they still penalized me for that and required me to provide proof to them of all the things that I had claimed were happening. So so it's it's a double-edged sword with them, you know. <laughs>
2: Um, are you all are you also listed on v r b o and what's your experiences yes. with them if you are
0: uh yes i'm listed with v r b o and my experiences with them have been number one they have been extremely supportive they have stepped in and provided assistance um with the video that i'm doing number one um number two they have Uh, created that Facebook page for the Arlington Short-Term Rental Alliance, Astra, as you want to call it. Um, They reached out to other homeowners in the city of Arlington and put them in contact with me. Um, So they have given some assistance in this thing, you know. And also, you know, again, I had a, another cancellation through them because of this flood. And they allowed me to uh, provide the guest with a full refund and no penalties to me uh, in regards to that. So, you know, a little bit of a different venue than Airbnb, actually. <laughs> I, I feel like they're a little more helpful, honestly. They're me a little too. easier also to get in contact with.
1: Airbnb is 100% for the guests. VRBO seems at least at least 50-50, you know, at least.
0: Yes, yeah, I would say that that's a correct statement, yes.
1: That being said, I've only got a couple bookings from them. I haven't got too many as <laughs> compared to Airbnb, so, you know, like you said, double-edged sword, right?
0: Yeah. Well, um, it depends on what venue you're going through with them. If you pay their subscription costs, that kind of puts you in the upper echelon of marketing for them um, versus somebody who uh, they get paid on base per booking. So just, you know, know that uh, it costs a little more, but in the long run, it costs you less at the end of the year. You know, you paid that subscription price and then you pay your 3% for your guests to be able to book with their credit cards, and then ultimately you are put out there a little bit easier and more accessible than if you go the other route
1: Wow 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 that's a yeah, that's a good point. I might look into that actually
0: so um
2: that's another thing because uh, to our listeners uh Tracy is leading because we're they're trying to bring legislation to Airbnb or to, or to short-term rentals in Arlington, and uh, Tracy's actually been leading the charge on that. So with that being said, Tracy, and, like, you're starting to see that legislation's coming. What do you see for, like, the future of Airbnb short-term rentals in Arlington? What do you see forthcoming that could probably be bumps in the road?
0: Um, I can see easily the city going after airbnb and requiring airbnb through lawsuits to only list those short-term rentals that are permitted through the cities that is one of their main goals Um, how long that will take i'm not sure how many lawsuits that will take i'm not sure either i do see the city limiting the number of short-term rentals or wanting to limit the number of short-term rentals in a given zone. Um, I see the city also trying to uh, put a proximity law or ordinance on the short-term rentals stating that there has to be X amount of feet between rentals, which has been the main goal for me because I've, got three in a row you know if you make this law you're going to put me out of business so and I'm sure that there are many many other owners that have a couple of them together or what have you Um, I do see them also with the parking ordinance that they just passed limiting parking for short-term rentals and residents as well during these special events Now that only applies to the entertainment district However I can see them Adopting it as a full City ordinance So these are things that they're considering Right now
1: And what and what do you think Is bringing all this on All of the sudden I mean you think it's just some grouchy neighbors Or do you think it's something bigger going on Maybe some some of the rich people Putting some hotels over here
0: I, I think You're right on the money right there. Uh, I think the hotel industry has been putting some heat on the city about uh, uh, stepping in and either doing away with us or making sure that we are paying our hotel occupancy taxes. Um, I think it boils down to that, number one. And then there are those homes that are hosting 20 to 25 people. In them, and it's causing all kinds of problems in the affluent neighborhoods. And these neighborhoods are the ones with the money, and they're the ones that are screaming the loudest at their city council members. So, those two things combined, and then the fact that this is a new industry, this is a whole new market. It's worldwide, it's caught on incredibly, and it is incredibly successful. So, of course, the cities want their their piece of the pie, number one, and then they want to step in and make their rules. So that's essentially what it boils down to.
2: Um, as far as the parking thing goes and you saying it going all throughout the city, I I've actually have an interesting story about that. Last night, because I have three – I rent out three rooms in the upstairs of my house, and last night one of my neighbors knocked on my door, and he said that um, – he asked me if I could have someone not have one of my guests not park in front of his house because the trash the trash guy wasn't able to get his get his trash so mm-hmm. what kind of ordinances like as far as okay I, I don't really know the I think the ordinances in the entertainment district are okay they aren't allowed to park on the street during events. What kind of ordinances could you see pushed um to say to stop people from parking on the street because it's kind of hard to push that if one they're public streets and let's just say you have. A cousin over or something during a football game and they come over and they're hanging out in their park parked on the street. What do you think are they going to do to enforce it?
0: Well, the main thing is the safety aspect. And they are throwing that out there that if there was a fire or an, an emergency, could the fire engine get down that particular street mm-hmm. in order to do their job? Excuse me. Um, could an ambulance safely get down there Um, and when you put that safety aspect out there to the citizens it tends to you know raise a flag to them because they think well heck if my house is on fire I don't want it to be inhibited because I've got short term rentals on each side of me and they've taken up all the parking they don't see the citizens they look at but yet they don't see uh the contributing factor there as far as they're concerned as well so you know that's one of the aspects that the city is trying to get their attention on so you know whether that ends up being adopted citywide or just in the entertainment district it remains to be seen
1: now tracy um you, you, you consider yourself a warrior princess right (laughs) somewhat okay what are you doing to uh, proactively to help fight the fight the fight you know
0: well with this short-term rental alliance that uh, has been formed i am taking the majority of the suggestions from the group uh, asking questions about the safety about the the parking, about uh, occupancy number, um, how I'm, I'm taking a look to see how other owners and hosts are managing their properties. And it really boils down to the owners overseeing things and handling things in a responsible manner, you know, ultimately. So basically what I'm trying to do is get what the majority thinks will work and be acceptable for them and then take that voice to the city. Because honestly, the city is opening this thing up. They are looking for suggestions too. It's such an incredibly diverse and volatile situation that they, they don't have the answers. They want us to communicate and say, hey, we know that your hotel taxes pay for Uh, the bringing people into the city for tourism. So we're okay with paying some of those hotel taxes because you're helping our business. They are looking for suggestions from us as to what we think will work. Give us a reasonable solution to the safety, to the occupancy number, to the garbage, to the noise, to all of that. They are looking for answers from us. So my goal in this thing is to be the voice of the majority of the homeowners to communicate those solutions to them.
1: That's that's awesome. That's really great what you're doing. And, uh, and we appreciate it. And we've gotten the emails. We're on the email list. And we filled out the questionnaire that, that you had told us to fill out. The city was asking, you know, which is a weird questionnaire. Like it's saying, pretty much saying weird questions. Like, do you think partying is bad? Uh, you know they, they give you like weird uh they, they corner you where you have to like how do i answer this without looking like a like an a-hole but um but anyways i i filled out that questionnaire and one of the things i brought up was the um i was like listen we're arlington we're not san diego we're not la we're not we're not san francisco we need tourists here we, you know to people to come here stay here and do stuff here instead of having to stay in dallas or fort worth and then just you know coming in for the game and going back to Dallas or Fort Worth. We want them to stay here in Arlington. And my and what I wrote on the thing was like um, they should somehow partner with Airbnb and um, and you know and keep that thriving because people that Airbnb here in Arlington keep the people here in Arlington and they get the money. You know, and I even brought up that um, <laughs> the Ice Bowl, the the Cowboys game, uh, and I was like we're we're the we paid uh i don't know what uh 1.5 billion the city paid to get that stadium you know he they paid half of it and jerry paid half whatever and um and they and the host city the host places were fort worth and dallas i was like what kind of slap in the face is that that we can't even <laughs> we have the stadium in the super bowl here but the host places are fort worth and dallas and i, I mentioned that and um, NBA All-Star Game, same thing. And I was just like, um, we, should, we should really partner and try to get something out of this instead of try to push Airbnb out, you know?
2: <laughs> Sounds <Something laughs> like Airbnb don't want to do no partner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this. The questionnaire was heavily biased for the citizens and not for the host, number one. And I voiced that incredibly. I have also been voicing that you are ahead of yourself with creating this city as a vacation destination without having enough lodging to support your 80 to 150,000 visitors that are coming into the city. And we as hosts in these homes are providing them with a place to stay To keep their dollars and their revenue here, we are promoting local business. We are promoting, you know, getting around this city, um, uh, taking a look at what we have to offer here in the city of Arlington. We brought you here for that Cowboy game. We brought you here for that Rangers game. We're going to give you a place to put your, your whole family and enjoy your stay here in a comfortable, safe, you know, environment and, uh, you know, we, we want you to spend your dollars in the city of Arlington. It benefits everybody that way. So again, this is something I'm communicating to the city that don't shoot yourself in the foot by regulating us too much and putting us out of business because we are increasing your tourism, you know, tenfold. So... You know, and and they they understand that as well. They are definitely behind the eight ball on these bringing in enough lodging and hotels, and they don't want to send that business to their surrounding cities, which is currently happening.
1: So you got five houses right close to the stadiums, and that's um that's yeah. it's a it's a blessing right now. But yeah, if they start doing some crazy stuff, that would suck. And um, so what? I'm I'm not saying they will kick us out or kick airbnb out or or make it really really hard like you gotta like you gotta live in the house to airbnb it out but what are you some of your um in case that something like that that like that did happen like exit strategies or ways to adapt to some changes like that
0: well um i almost always have a plan b a plan c and a plan d <laughs> my plan uh, number one is to hopefully aim at some college students. If they do put me out of business with their proximity ordinances or what have you, aim at renting. You know, hopefully to three or four college students that want a place that has everything provided for one sum per month. You know, one one rental fee per month per per guest. Um, that's my secondary plan. Um, because honestly the amount of money and effort that has been put into these homes to get the quality of renters that I need to upkeep my investment people don't want to come live in these homes close to this stadium with all the noise and the mayhem that being close to it brings so it's a double-edged sword being this close so um, outside of that you know long-term rental to hopefully college students Uh, then I liquidate and I sell to some hotel chain honestly because I do have three of these properties in a row right on the corner Uh, possibly do that or possibly look at building a high-rise condo that is rented as short-term rentals uh, specifically aimed around the event so those are my three plans Hopefully none of will happen and I can continue, you know, uh, progressing like I am currently.
1: Now, now, here's something that you might consider that I, we heard it from a a friend of ours, Jasper Rivers, and he does a he does an Airbnb podcast. It's not as big as ours, but it's pretty big. <laughs> It's called Get Paid for Your Pad. Anyways, this is our buddy Jasper. We're messing with him. Um, anyways, he said in Amsterdam, they all of a sudden came down on everybody over there. And made it where you could only rent out for 60 days out of the year. Plus, you have to live in the spot, you know, kind of thing. And so what a lot of people in Amsterdam started doing, they started putting the college people in their in those houses they're written out or, or whatever, or condos. And they were providing them, like, um, you know, lowered rent, cheaper rent to live in the condo. And that college student was putting the, the condo on Airbnb under them. And saying I live here and I'm airbnb it out, Airbnb it out. So in other words, that college student is running your Airbnb for you, while and and what he his payment is getting like a, a break on the rent a little bit. That's kind of cool idea.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting concept. That's a great way around it. You know, they went right through the loophole there. I keep looking for the loophole.
1: <laughs> right, right. You got to. You got to. That's
0: Absolutely. Something to-
2: yeah my, my loophole would be corporate housing, and I think you're you're far yeah. north to where people would stay there and then could work in grapevine or whatever i think I think you'd be in a perfect location for that because i i was I was thinking yeah. about doing a college student route too and i I think it would be worked best with like private rooms but i it sounds like that's what you would do with the houses break them down into private rooms
0: Yes. Yes, and and I already rent corporate as well. I mean, I just signed a th- the third month um, with a couple of guys that are here doing work on Arlington Hospital, you know, of all things.
2: What's been the feedback from the city, letting them after you've let them know that we don't only do short-term rentals? We also get business people in here. What's been like oh. your city?
0: Well, there, it's been welcomed feedback from them. Uh, because, you know, I also rent, and many of these are used by people that are wanting to come live in this city or people whose homes are being remodeled, that kind of thing. So when I mentioned that to the city council, you know, they sort of had an aha moment that, okay, hang on just a second. These things are not only used around the events in the stadium or for vacationing people, they are used for other things, you know, that are much more important, bringing people to our city to live, (laughs) giving people a place to stay when their home is, you know, completely underwater or what have you, which I've got people right next door right now, whose home was flooded and they are there for two months. So yeah, the the city set up and and took notice of that as well. So they're taking that into consideration too. Like I said, A very, very diverse situation.
1: Crazy. Hey, um, I I like to go, you know, jump around, get off topic, back on topic, whatever. Here's a here's a here's an interesting mind bender for you. What has (laughs) being a firefighter all your life, you and your husband's lives, taught y'all about Airbnb? Um.
0: The biggest thing that I've taken away from that, number one, is the safety aspect. Every one of my homes, before I have a guest check-in, I check every single one of my smoke detectors. I have CO detectors. I have an escape route that I speak to the people about. Um, So it has definitely put safety in the forefront uh, for me um you know that aspect number one number two it opened me up to a man's world as a woman um i learned all kinds of mechanical things and doing repairs and i'm a handyman now (laughs) i can lay some tile i can hang some sheetrock you know i can i can do a lot so and you know that's the benefit that it brought me as a woman being in a male-dominated field, honestly. Um, But it's taught us that we can do as much of it ourselves and save the money because nobody's going to do as good of a job as we are anyway. So, you know, that's kind of what we've taken away from it, honestly.
1: So um, do you you love doing airbnb i mean you, you you weigh the bad with the good you know good guests bad guests whatever and of course the income do you do you love doing it or really like doing it like it kind of like it And what, what how do you feel
0: um i'm kind of between liking it a lot and loving it um okay. there's always something to do there's always improvements that can be made it is a wonderful venue to meet people. Um, you know, I'm a people person, and I thoroughly enjoy meeting guests from, you know, all over the world. Actually, and um, I just look at that as a benefit. But at the same time, um, it's it's the thorn in my side that dealing with the people sometimes makes you want to pull your hair out. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, it, yeah. <laughs> There's, there's benefits with that and and not so much so. But um, yes, I, I do love it. Now I'm not going to tell you that when I'm in the houses cleaning them and I hear the sirens go by that I don't get that little ache in my heart. You know. <sighs> mhm. For emergency work. So. Yeah. You know, okay. It is. What it is.
2: <laughs> okay. So you so because you've been hosting for a while. So you still do you do your own cleaning.
0: Oh, oh, absolutely. I do everything that can be done if I can do it. Uh, I'd like to keep that money in my pocket. <laughs> and like I said, I have been through so many cleaning crews and nobody does it as good as I want it done. So, you know, sometimes when, when you know, things are are, are running really, really quickly and I've got to get help, i 'm um, sort of a little o c d and have to go behind them and and still do some work almost always, so you know it 's just the the bottom line is is nobody 's going to do it as good as you 're going to do it so you know and and having five homes i 'm I am overwhelmed at times, so I do reach out to my resources and it 's great to have a list of resources you you have to. Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh do you clean other people's Airbnbs?
0: Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> no, mine only and then my home, my home that I live in suffers because of it. <laughs> no, no. I just clean my own.
2: Okay. So,
1: just so wondering. You love the you said you're, you know, outgoing or you you love the people aspect of it, right? Like uh, meeting people stuff like that? Would does, does it did. ever does it ever cross your mind Instead of having these five spread out Airbnbs, maybe having you have like a real big house where you rent the rooms out where you could actually meet people and, you know, have more of a one on one connection and be a lot easier the whole cleaning and everything. It'd be all in one spot.
0: Well, that, that, that's that plan C where if, if I'm ending up uh, having to get out of this business because of proximity ordinances or what have you um maybe demolishing these three homes and building the condos and you know have have a three bedroom two bath condo 10 stories of those and they're all in one spot.
1: Uh we <laughs> so want to... We want in on that deal whenever you do that please. Yeah, don't forget <laughs> us. We, we got yeah, some I'll... money. I got 5 on it.
0: I'm, I'm going to be looking for investors. I'm sure because that that's Uh, far larger than I can uh, imagine. But, you know, I have a friend that says, if your dreams don't scare the hell out of you, then they're not really dreams. Oh, I love that.
1: (laughs) Uh, Could you say (laughs) that one more time? Because I want to edit that and put that in the very front of the show. So go ahead and and wherever you want to jump in on that and say it again, please.
0: Well, I've got a friend that... He's actually an advisor to the city. He says... If your dreams don't scare the hell out of you, then they're not really dreams. So, you know, thinking about building those condos, uh, you know, that's way out of my realm of, of knowledge of what I can do myself. But, you know, I believe in myself and I believe that I, whatever I put my, my mind to, I can learn and, and do. And that's kind of where that thought comes from. But like I said, that's plan C. That's you know, that's
1: three three plans from now. <laughs> man, I, I don't know about you, Micah, but doing this show is worth just getting little nuggets like that from our guests, man. It's just like wow, you know, that really blows our mind. And um, like our, our our good buddy fan of the show, Grant Cardone says, um, <laughs> 10x it, baby. Ten X everything. You
0: personally. What? I know Grant Cardone personally and his lovely wife. They uh they featured me on one of their shows as well. So, I oh, I Did that.
2: did you did you get in Grant Cardone's behind about saying uh single family homes are a joke?
0: No, no. no, I no I, because he is the apartment guru. He the no. Uh his wife interviewed me as the just as a firefighter. So, oh. um but yeah i'm I'm surprised and pleased to know that you know them
2: well oh yeah we' <laughs> Grant Cardone fan I want them on the show we don't we Pretty
1: don't awesome. we don't know them know, know them, them. but through you we could we could know them real good <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 sweet, we'll talk after the show yeah we
2: awesome. got to get grant on
1: so we that love happened. it we love it that you're uh you got the plan you don't not only plan a but plan b plan c or plan d all those plans i mean we got you got to have exit strategies right <laughs> and and how yeah. like okay let's say it all goes peachy everything goes good they don't really mess with us too much here in arlington about doing airbnbs and you get to keep doing it keep pumping out the cash how long? How much longer do you want to do it? And when do you want to just uh, cash out and or just get someone else to run them or something? And just and, and go plop down on a beach somewhere.
0: Um. Well, you know, I sort of have a five-year window that I'm looking at. Uh, my daughter's 17. She's going to be going into college uh, a year early. She's graduating early, and uh, I just inherited my dad's house in oregon oh. so my,
2: my part plan oregon.
0: is eventually in springfield actually a beautiful place you, know, you um, know that's where i'm from right is it yeah i'm from oh, oregon my God. i'm in love with oregon so my plan is eventually to live between texas and oregon and um where this falls in line uh, i've I'm looking at a five-year window, actually, of, of possibly turning it over to management or, again, doing something uh, bigger and better than what I'm doing currently. So always looking to grow, always looking for that opportunity.
2: Wow. How, how long has your dad been in Oregon? Uh,
0: well, he passed away in August of this last year. So uh He was there, he lived in Lapine, which was way too cold for him, and then they moved over to Springfield, and um, they were there only two years or so, and he and his wife both passed away very quickly uh, and suddenly, so um, yeah, it brought me there, and I'm telling you, that place has a vibe that is alive, that's all I can say.
2: I will say
1: it's the most most
2: beautiful part of the country,
1: I will say that about it, it is. It's it really God's is. country, God's country. Hey, um Absolutely. Dive into one of your um <laughs> you said something like a a pain in your side or you said something like that earlier. Dive into one of your um your classic um Airbnb horror stories or if not horror, you know, like a bad one.
0: Um okay, I my very first situation that told me I hadn't made enough rules or enough guidelines for myself. Um, I had a gentleman rent for two weeks, Uh, right out of the bat, he wanted to take things away from Airbnb and wanted to deal with just cash. And luckily I didn't do that. Um, He rented, uh, like I said, for two weeks. And after about seven days, he wanted to uh, end his reservation and get a refund. Uh And at that point, I really hadn't made any rules about it, and come to find out, he did most of his moving and shaking at night, according to the neighbors. Um, Noise started at the house around midnight and didn't really end until about 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. Well, I allowed him to check out early. I allowed him a half of the refund that he was due, and went to the house and found several broken lamps, and I had a king-sized bed that I had a mirror put up underneath. Well, under this bed, about three-quarters of the way, was a large rug so that when you step out of the bed, you know, you have a rug to put your feet on because these, there's hardwood floors. Well, the mirror was on top of the rug. Well, when I went to clean the house, I found the two broken lamps. Well, I thought, you know, what are they doing in this house that they had to break two of my lamps? And he never claimed to know about them, didn't want to pay for them either. Anyway, and then I went to sit on the corner of that king size bed, and it it went all the way down to the floor. Well, the, the wheel was missing. I went to looking for the wheel, and it was all the way under the bed on top of the rug, yet under the mirror that was there. <laughs> so wow. that told me that there was a large amount of furniture being moved around at any given point. Well, I think this guy was filming porn uh. in my house. Yeah. And as many of the porn movies as I've watched, I still haven't come across.
1: Keep doing that research.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding about that. But okay. honestly, <laughs> I, do, I do think he was filming for in my home. He was from Las Vegas. After I did a little research on him, he had a journalism uh, uh, <laughs> bachelor's or something like that. But anyway, so, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a learning experience for me, and I had to make a few new rules and uh, had to get rid of, well, I just chose to get rid of my linens and things and chose to replace them. So. Good
2: choice. Good <laughs> choice. Do you, do you now charge extra for people recording? or
0: Absolutely. If you're going to come and go after midnight, that's an extra 50 bucks a day. <laughs> at least.
2: At least cut you in on some of the profit, too, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me where my home's gonna be featured and I'll you know uh, the <laughs> videos. A, a video shout out, me. you
1: know, a shout out. You got any other crazy stories like that?
0: Um yes I do and this was a very scary situation. Um and, and, and I'm by no means trying to profile against anyone, but I was on duty one day and I got a request through Airbnb that somebody wanted to rent that day. Well, I was able to be in contact with that person because when you pay for the subscription, you can speak to the guests without having to go through the site. This guy came and paid me uh, what was supposed to be for two weeks rental, uh, like $1,400 cash, okay? So I'm on duty at the fire station We're out in district at lunch. He meets me there, pays me $1,400 cash. I give him the keys to the place, right? Mm -hmm. So probably five days into the rental, my husband is going over there to mow the yard. It was in the middle of the summer. And he got there to the house and every door and every window was open. Uh, the air conditioner was set on about 50. Oh, my goodness. Every light, yeah, every light in the place was on. And he called me and he said, I don't know if these people are here. What do you want me to do? This is the situation. I said, well, gosh, at least pull the doors shut and turn the, the AC up to something reasonable, you know, 70, 65, whatever. So he did so. So I commenced to call this gentleman. Okay, no return phone calls, nothing like that. So I went back over the next morning. And again, nothing had been touched, all the lights on, all that. A computer had been plugged in and was charging and lots of clothes and lots of food still there. And I said, well, these people are still here. Maybe they've taken a a road trip for a day or two. But I never heard back from the guy. Well, the Country Music Awards were being held at the stadium uh, within that time period, okay? And you know, at the stadium, you can have your self-guided tours. And at that point, they had just had the Paris bombings and something else that happened right about that time, uh, terroristic stuff. So I went to the home and I decided to change all the locks because I didn't know what else to do. And we took all of their belongings, including the computer, and went home and the computer was locked. Well, I called the FBI because I got to thinking, you know, <laughs> what if they're going to set off some bombs at Cowboy Stadium with this computer? Oh. And there were, lots, yeah, there was lots and lots of electrical uh, wires there. And there were probably 10 iPhone boxes that they had purchased. Um, you know, the brand new boxes. So, you know, I thought, of course, something's going down here, you know, and the neighbors had said they just saw him that morning that my husband came over to mow. they had seen them all get in the van and go leave. There was eight of them, I believe. Anyway, never heard back from these people, never heard back from the FBI. Now, we call it the terrorist computer because I've jailbroken the computer and there's really nothing on it, but I use it for my pictures or what have you. But yeah, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know, uh, the whole situation was so sketchy and they didn't stay. They never asked for their deposit back. They never, never communicated with me after that. So it was a little bit of a scary situation for me, you know. Um, <laughs> taking a look at it, I just thought, you know, what the heck? Uh, you just don't know about people.
2: Fourteen hundred bucks, a brand new computer in five days—you can't beat that.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> and uh, you know what? There was so much food in this place. I fed all three fire stations in my city. <laughs> Whoa! It was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my other Airbnb story. <laughs>
1: that's nuts.
0: Wow.
1: It is. So, um, so you're fighting the good fight for all of us. We really appreciate all that. Um, you, you semi love Airbnb and <laughs> is there like, let's get some, some Tracy, um, Tracy inspirations out there to people who are looking to start Airbnb. What would you tell them to do? How do they approach it? I mean, some things they can avoid like hurt, like I guess avoid letting people do pornos there and stuff. But like what advice would you give them how to, the best way to start to dive into Airbnb or VRBO or um, STR? I,
0: well, I would first recommend making sure that you have two bathrooms. That's that's because people wanna put a large number of people under one roof. They generally want to put their family um or outside members, what have you. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, I would also recommend furnishing off of Craigslist, garage sales, and thrift stores. Um, Outside of the essentials like mattresses, those TVs, appliances, those things should be purchased new. But, you know, to save on your budget, save, you know, help with that, uh, go to garage sales, pick up nice things that if they were damaged, you didn't spend a lot of money on it, and it's not going to take a lot of money to replace it. And not that a lot gets broken or anything like that, but it does happen, you know. But that would be my recommendation. Um, also, be a responsible owner. Meet your people. Know what they're, they're there for. Know what their intentions are um, in staying in your home. Validate to them that you have safety measures in place. Um, just being being a good host, uh, I think, goes a long way.
1: Definitely, That's great advice. Great advice. Got any questions Thanks. for Tracy, Micah?
2: Hold on, I'm pulling up some more. But <laughs> I like that you said be a good host and rate people. Judge him before you come in. Because Steve, on the other hand, he lets anyone come. Anybody. Come uh, come all. Yeah. Terrorists. If they're, no, they're, they're born in this and... house, he
1: would vest for some of the proceeds. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> See, that's how you get us trailed by the FBI, Micah. Okay, that's all, Micah.
2: <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking.
1: So you have, like, a. You mentioned that your neighbors keep you informed. You have a good relationship with your neighbors. How do you keep them involved? How do you keep them from not being uh, pissed off you're doing Airbnb on the street?
0: Our neighbors love us. First of all, we've gotten to know as many of them as we can. Um, We're here all the time. I'm here all the time, actually. But, you know, uh, just talking to people, you know, and letting them know being, being forthcoming that, hey, this is what we're doing with this place. Here's our phone number. You call us any time of the day or night, if you are disturbed by our guests, if you see something that's happening, you know, with the houses when it's not occupied, um, you know, if you have any requests from us, we're, we're open to helping. And it really has turned out to be such a wonderful situation, you know, because a, a lot of these people are old, they're retired, or you've got the families on the street and, um, you know they they know what's happening they're savvy just I'm, I'm just an open book you know if if you want to call me and say hey man you know you, you're putting too much garbage out by the curb and and i don't like it or you're putting it out too too early i'm fine with that i'm here to not necessarily to make you happy but I, I like to keep the peace and Uh, just talking to people it just opens it up and it makes it so much better and easier
1: that's great advice
2: Uh, yeah one thing i had a question for because um you said you have three in a row right three in a row um where do you start your pricing at on each of those and how much percentage do you go up by like for a game for a cowboy game or things like that
0: Well, my pricing, first of all, this time of the year is extremely low. I go with the smart pricing um, because starting in January, February, yeah, it's quite low. Starting in January, I mean, it just all the action stops unless there's some college games going on or something like that. People aren't traveling in January, February, basically, Um, you know, so. So my pricing is low in the off-season like that. But generally, uh, it just depends. I mean, during football season, I am at an all-time high. My nightly price will go up anywhere from 75 to to $100 per night. And, and that's been a learning thing because I will find that people will cram 12 people in a house that sleeps 11. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Um, I I base my base rate on up to X amount of guests, and then I charge $10 per guest more. Like in my home that sleeps 12, uh, it's up to 10 people. I charge my base rate, and then anything over 10, if you're going to cram 12 people in that house, well, it's going to cost you an extra $20 a night to do that. So um, it, it fluctuates. It fluctuates.
1: And you're yeah. there to greet them, so you know exactly how many people they got. Do you also have a camera in case they try to, like, they have some people hiding around the corner to come in afterwards?
0: I do, and absolutely I bust them all the time with that. <laughs> I do. Um, I do. And yeah. I'll call them on it, and I'm very nice about it, and I just let them know, you know, you can pay this in cash, or you can we can settle up at the end of your rental, or we can take it out of your deposit, that kind of thing. the the problem i have with and and that opens up a new subject uh with airbnb and the deposit it's strictly for damage so you can't say hey i've got extra cleaning airbnb i want to take you know an extra 50 or 75 dollars out of the deposit so i'm not happy with the way they handle that um but when i do catch the guests with that kind of thing or they haven't followed my checkout procedures or what have you. And, and it's clearly posted those things that will cost you additional monies. Um, a lot of times that solves the problem, but I'll handle it most of the time with the guests. And I have to admit 100% of the time I've not had a problem with anybody, you know, disagreeing with me. A lot of times they're like, well, you know, yeah, you know, we didn't follow such and such. And, and I'll be like, well, you saw where it was posted. That there's an extra fifty dollar charge or what have you. And most of the time, you know, I don't have problems with it. So that, that's up, sort of a straight off your question.
2: You brought up a really that I want all of to listen to. If you are collecting a security deposit from Airbnb, they aren't gonna cover they only cover damages. So what I always suggest is get your another security deposit or just collect a security or just writing your description that you collect a security deposit through PayPal and you can just go up to them with your iPad and they can pay it right there. And it's your security bars and then you can refund them back with PayPal. Just one to Because yeah. Th- yeah, that's the best way with Airbnb because yeah, they aren't
0: going yeah. to. Yeah, now VRBO on the other hand, uh, they will allow you to put additional fees in there. So they've got an, uh, a little area on there that you can include those additional fees. So, and you know the 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 thing with both of them is that the guests have to agree to it, and and that's the kicker. But most of the time, like I said, I I found where most everybody's agreeable. You know, so
1: what are your um your percentage of rentals uh, via FVRBO or Airbnb? What percentage of which is is it?
0: Uh, you talking about yearly, monthly, weekly. Um, I
1: mean, uh, let's uh, let's go all time. Like uh, you've rented, I don't know how many percentage of each have you rented all time.
0: Um, yeah. I would say they're about equal, honestly. Really? Uh, yes, yes. I I pretty much make about the same amount with Airbnb as I do with VRBO. This is the uh, VRBO show, y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep mentioning that. No, it, no, it, this me? is
1: great. No, we're, no we're, we're all
2: about it. VRBO, short term rental, just Airbnb gets the clicks. Yeah, we're heavy. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're heavy on the Airbnb world because that's that's what brings most of the people into it, you know. But VRBO, I'd, I'd love to figure out ways to to utilize that better.
0: It's it's an excellent forum, actually. I mean, they are number one and number two in in the rental sites.
1: So, so, you've been on VRBO since the beginning of your STR journey? Uh,
0: yes. Uh, well, I did start with Airbnb first, uh-huh. but uh, I very quickly got onto VRBO as well. and And mostly because I use both venues to book for my travels. So... I liked VRBO more because they do have the forum where I can speak directly to the owner. You know, um, you you had mentioned earlier about going with a management company. That's what I don't like about management companies. I like the personal aspect of my guests being able to contact me, speak with me directly. Uh, That's very important. There's nothing more aggravating to me than to have to you know, rent some place and find out it's management when I need to call them about something and I, I can never get a person, you know. So um, anyway, but yeah, uh, that's why I jumped on VRBO as quickly as I did because they did allow that contact and you didn't have to do the the whole messaging where the computer blurred out, what have you, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: So have you, have you got into any automation such as like messaging automations? So like things get sent automatically or do you use like a platform where you can manage all your listings in one place?
0: No, I don't. Uh, the beautiful thing is that I get text and the app make it a wonderful world because I can do almost everything through an app and I get a text when a, uh, an inquiry comes in or a booking request comes in and, I can look at both sites and make sure I've got availability and all that kind of thing. But no, I don't have anything automatic that I, uh, you know, I certainly need it. I mean, sometimes I end up double booked because I didn't pay attention to one or the other, but the beautiful thing as well with them, in regards to that is you can link your calendars between your sites. And whenever something books on one, it automatically blocks off your dates on the other. So these are helpful things that are out there, you know.
2: So besides uh, VRBO and Airbnb, are you listed anywhere else, such as like Booking.com or TripAdvisor, Expedia?
0: No, I went with Expedia. I was with Expedia before they were purchased by HomeAway and they were 20% of charges. And i that was outrageous. And they wanted to charge another 3% for me to get paid. So uh, that didn't pan out very well. And, and they were set up under the large hotel forum and it really was not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It wasn't fine lined or fine tuned enough for just a short-term rental now like i said HomeAway purchased them uh so i think that they have streamlined it a little bit better but i'm still not back on that bandwagon and i used to advertise through flipkey as well but with their, their they had a security breach at one point and wanted me to change my emails several different times and i only have two different emails and I wasn't going to do it, so they lost me as a customer. You know, Damn. Much easier to manage, you know, four to five homes through two websites, yeah. and eventually I plan on getting my own website and doing my own booking.
1: Nice, yes, as well. Now, now, what I was getting at yeah. earlier, I'm sorry to cut you off, because um, I was asking about you about B, how long you've been with VRBO, because. I listen to a lot of um, podcasts on short-term rentals and uh, Airbnb, VRBO, HomeAway, whatever. And um, the HomeAway VRBO people seem to be pissed over the last year, year and a half or so or, or because they've been doing a lot of changes to, to VRBO, or HomeAway. Now, they're the yeah. same company now, but they've been doing a lot of changes that the long-term um, hosts don't like.
0: Well, and let me comment on that because I just had a gentleman do an inquiry through HomeAway, which VRBO is part of their family. So what happens is HomeAway takes your, your listing, like mine is a personal listing on VRBO that I pay for. HomeAway takes that listing and puts it out there on multiple different sites, right? Uh-huh. So if you're an inquiring guest and you go on one or two or three of these other different sites and you inquire about my particular property, you're going to get a different quote from every site based on their fees and their charges. Wow. So I had, yeah, I had this gentleman come back to me and say, well, my friend just put in a, uh, an inquiry through such and such site and he got a much higher uh, quote. I don't like how you do business. Well, that was quite upsetting for me because I lost a rental because of it, but I did go on there. The more I thought about it for a couple of days, I thought, well, he needs to understand how this works. Not everybody understands out there that, like HomeAway is an umbrella over VRBO, VacationRentals.com, FlipKey, several of them, and they all have their own charges that will skew your quote that a person will receive off of them. So if they're on two different sites and they're comparing, it makes you look like the a hole. <laughs> hey, you know, she's jacked the prices up over here on this price, you know, this one versus this one. So people don't really understand mm-hmm. that that's how it works. And I have just now, you know, learned. That that's how it, it, it works. So um, essentially, you know, that's <laughs> it drives me a little crazy there.
2: You definitely taught me something new there. I did not know that. That's very interesting, okay. actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Home Away gets their cut from VRBO if somebody books through them. I, I, I'm not sh- exactly sure how the logistics works on that end. But I do know, and I've experienced it myself, you know, that you can go on, uh, I've listed on a ton of different sites, but only the booking forum that comes to me is through VRBO and Airbnb.
1: So they're arbitraging you, hardcore.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, that's the business. I mean... Just like when we go on, look for a place, a uh, kayak, you know, it compares all the different spots that have it for different prices, you know? And if he, uh, yeah. you probably didn't want that guy anyways. If he he if he was a savvy traveler, he'd be just, choose the lowest priced one and go with it, man. Well, so, <laughs> I don't know what the problem is.
0: Well, exactly. And, and there was something funny with him in the beginning because, you know, I approved the booking and he kept saying he was trying to pay through PayPal. Well, I had taken PayPal as a choice off of VRBO, but PayPal was still showing as a choice through HomeAway, which I had no idea and I had no control over that. So it's crazy what what you know these big businesses can do with your information. You yeah, know, it's all, nice. all about making money off of you.
1: <laughs> it's all about a buck, yeah.
2: Speaking about what they can do with your information, because I actually wanted – I talked to you about this, I think, at the meetup, and I actually wanted you to touch on this. So – because remember we were talking about – because the um, city legislation, all of us got uh, a letter in the mail saying, hey, we know you do Airbnb. And my question was, how 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 does these people know that we do Airbnb at these specific addresses? Can you touch on how that information is circulated from Airbnb and VRBO?
0: well essentially when they hired host compliance to do their background research Mm -hmm. just one moment (coughs) i guess they went on and you know i'm listed as one block from cowboy stadium or across the street from cowboy stadium i'm listed like that and all they have to do is put in the keyword you know arlington texas cowboy stadium And then they can find out the the owner's name and then it's public record to go on to the the Tarrant um, website, Tarrant Appraisal District, and find out who owns these particular homes and and find out that way. You know, I wasn't too floored that I got a letter for every one of my homes, you know, at my residence where I live. They didn't send the letters to to the addresses of the short-term rentals. They sent those letters to my home in Mansfield, where I live. <laughs> wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it doesn't take a whole lot, you know, honestly. If you're an honest person and you're listed honestly on Airbnb, you know, they have to validate that there is an actual location there, that you are actually the owner. And then I, it generally just becomes public knowledge. I mean you can Google anybody. <laughs> Find out a lot. Hey, there's a baby.
1: Yeah, my little baby's <laughs> awake.
0: <laughs> oh, sweet. Oh, thank you. So anyway, do you, I have uh, your question?
2: Yeah, yeah, did D- do you show your exact location with that new feature on Airbnb?
0: No, I show it shows the circle that's mm-hmm. uh, kind of highlighted. Uh, but no, I don't show my exact location and and I don't show the outside of my homes on the pictures because I don't want to advertise that this is a short term rental, although a lot of people know it is. Um, you know, it's it's vacant most of the time during the week, you uh-huh. know, although I'm I'm present most of the time, but that in and of itself is a safety, you know, safety issue for me. So I don't want people to know because you know anybody that knows this business knows that the majority of the time on the weekends you're occupied, and all they have to do is sit off, sit half a block away, wait till your guests are walking over to the stadium. They know they're going to be busy over there. They come in and clean you out. Wow! You know, so uh, for those reasons I don't, and I do provide safes, and of course, like I said, I've I've got my mine under video surveillance on the outside, so. You know, unfortunately, those things are necessary.
2: I just bought a safe, actually, for each of my rooms. That's actually a good thing to add a tip to the list.
1: Great idea. What? uh, Real quick, I was going to ask about the cameras. What kind of cameras do you use and what kind of locks do you use?
0: The the Nest is wonderful. And I've got infrared, um, actually, hunting cams in the back of my property. And they are wonderful. I mean, (laughs) so it's, you know, some work is required. Um, Every time I come to the house, it's probably once or twice a week. I will have to take the SIM card out and just look it over to see if anybody's wandering around my property, trying to look in, what have you. But honestly, I've been very fortunate. I've not ever found anybody that's trying to do anything At, at one point. The night before the college championships, February of 2015, we had 15-degree weather. Two of my homes were broken into and slept in by homeless people. They, I'm taking that it's homeless people. I, it, it looked like it on the cameras. They didn't do any vandalism. They just simply wanted a warm place to sleep. So thank goodness I was blessed in that way, that there wasn't a lot of damage other than fixing Indoor, but at that point was when I really stepped up my security.
2: Uh, Your nest? Do you use the doorbell as well? Like the you use? I know you use the cameras, but do you use the doorbell as well?
0: No, I don't. I don't. That doesn't help me. I I should probably have that at my own home, but I don't. You know, I just want to be able to tune in. There's been many, many times that I've had to kind of shut down some parties uh you know my rule for tailgating is if you've got 10 people in the house then you can have 15 guests you can have what you have plus half half. that many guests can come to the house and tailgate and there's been a few times where i've tuned in and i've i've caught them having you know many more people than were allowed and you know had to step in before things got out of hand basically but otherwise I I don't sit there and watch the cameras you know I I want people to feel comfortable and have a good time and that's the name of the game ultimately but you know mama's mama's watching <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well well thank you so much for for coming on with us Tracy I mean you've been a fascinating guest I didn't know what to expect I thought I was going to be all you know, Airbnb, uh, Arlington, Airbnb heavy, but you've gone into so much stuff, and we, I've I've wrote down a lot of things to um, hey. to help to help me in my Airbnb journey, and I'm sure a lot of our guests have been madly, frantically writing down stuff too. I know I know Micah, he always grabs a few tidbits from each guest, and he ends up using them, oh. and so I do too, and. and so we just want to thank you for being the, the warrior princess that you are, too, and putting up the good fight for all of us. And we, we definitely want to get more involved in that because it does affect us all. And, um, yeah, so let people know. Uh, could you let people know where to find you, uh, especially our Arlington people? Uh, let them know how to get involved. And, and yeah, just, just do your thing.
0: Yes. I mean, on Facebook, uh, it is under the Arlington Short-Term Rental Alliance. Uh, it's a closed group. Uh, I request that people, you know, put in a request to me to join the group. Um, and uh, I'm more than happy for anybody to contact me through Airbnb or VRBO or any other venue that they can find me. You know, it's been actually a, a very much a blessing to have met other hosts. Um, you know, although we're kind of in competition with each other, we can also scratch each other's backs, you know. I just having to cancel uh, the reservations that I had for this month. I reached out to the group, and I was actually able to accommodate the guests. Thank goodness, you know, that I had somebody else that that could use that booking, you know. So, so I'm all about, you know, helping anybody that needs help. I'm like I said, I'm an open book, and um, I really. Need feedback, want feedback, and I'm not a politician, but I'm learning. So uh, it's, it's all about talking to people and giving reasonable solutions as far as these ordinances go and that kind of thing. And hopefully, hopefully it'll pan out and work in the best of our interests.
1: The next mayor of Arlington, y'all, Tracy Heminger.
0: <laughs> okay. okay. You
1: got, you got my
2: you're pro my Airbnb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, th- well, thank you guys so much for this opportunity. I've really enjoyed it.
1: Well, thank, thank you. you, thank you for coming on, and we're gonna spread the word, and um, and we're gonna put your listings on the on the show notes and put all your information on there. So yeah, hit her up, hit up Tracy. She'll teach you some things.
2: Yes,
0: awesome. thank you for coming
2: on. Awesome. Will we see you at the next Airbnb meetup.
0: I'm sorry. Repeat that, please.
2: Will you? Will we see you at the next Arlington Airbnb meetup?
0: Yes, you will. And my apologies for missing this last one. That was when everything went down with both of these houses. So, um, but yes, plan on meeting or plan on seeing me there at that meeting. And uh, I'll look forward to it. And I'll be bringing some valuable information. So, you know. All right. I I try not to email you guys to death because I know (laughs) they they can get a little lengthy and people get tired of them. So, anyway. But, yeah, it'll be good to be face to face.
2: All right. We will see you then.
1: Take care, Thank Tracy. You. Thanks for coming on. All right. Have
0: a great night. All right.
1: Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: <laughs>
1: and, Micah, where yeah. can people find us?
2: Oh, yeah. You can subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Send us an email at liveletthrive at gmail.com. Call us, 469 Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, like our Facebook fan page. Follow us on Twitter for our stitcher for all our androiders out there um also check out my sudden soapbox on youtube on, a, on the youtube channel by julie bonnie for all the latest cleaning tips
1: all right uh you did have a, <laughs> you mentioned we had like a a kind of sort of uh paying um advertiser which i don't know if that's uh is that a thing anymore or no not uh, yet. Okay. Cool. All right. Just uh, I'm not. See, we're not throwing advertising. We're, we're throwing. We're giving, you know, shout outs to some of our partners, and, and we have so far just the one partner. But, but we haven't blown, gone full blow looking for advertisers yet. And we'll see what happens. You know, whatever. We got to make a buck too. So, <laughs> right now, enjoy the <laughs> show, commercial free. You know, direct to the <laughs> Airbnb life. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we, we freestyling, all right. I don't know. Well, this is a good I'll show, man. Uh, she was a great guest. I, I'm always, I'm always blown away by these these awesome guests that we get. Somehow, you know, the just uh, the universe sends them our way, and, and it's and it's it's amazing.
2: Yeah, I see. Like that quote: "They uh, if you're what would you say?
1: Oh, if your dreams don't scare the hell out of you, you ain't dreaming big enough, or something like that."
2: Yeah, in yeah, one of the podcasts I was to, she said that Doug Gottlieb, he's sometimes on Callan Carter, he said if ain't nobody laughing at your dreams, then your dreams ain't big enough. Oh. He, he said that about, he was talking about LeVar Ball. He goes, you can keep saying what you want to say about him, but the guy dreams big and he lives up to it. Nothing so, <laughs> to think about.
1: Yeah, Be inspired. Start your Airbnb, VRBO, whatever journey. Uh, start something, dude. Follow your dreams, man. This is the show ain't just about that. Just follow your dreams. Our dream was to do a podcast, and here we are doing it. Yeah,
2: get out the rat race. <laughs>
1: All right, for Micah, this is Steve, uh, Airbnb, uh, I'm sorry, Live, Let, Thrive. (laughs) Peace out.
0: Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.